Do you want to start or do you want to, <laughs> do you want to talk first? I'll start. <laughs> I'll start. I mean, I mean, well, <laughs> no, I bet. First you of start all. The, the whole oh. thing. Or do you wanna... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> or do, you... do you want our private time or do we want to start publicly? Yeah, that's what I'm asking. <laughs> I think let's just, let's just get into it. Let's do it publicly. Wow. I feel naked. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> naked. I can't, I can't process with you before we just process on air. Yeah, yeah. Oh and it feels God. very, is... it's like the train's off the rails. Yeah, this is raw. This, <laughs> this is raw, baby. You like it? None, none of this is planned. Uh, <laughs> you could almost call it improv. Oh, but we will. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, Caitlin. first off, hi, Jay. Hi, hi. hi. How how are you? How wow. I mean, I know a little wow. bit about your day just from texting. Um mm-hmm. how how you hold it up? Oh, well, it is moving day. And it's moving day. Yeah, if you're thinking, what are you doing? Trying to fit <laughs> in <laughs> a recording session in the middle of moving day. You're right. You're absolutely you know, when you, right. When you asked me yesterday like oh can we record tomorrow instead and I didn't even think anything of it until today I was like you're moving today yeah (laughs) I'm moving I'm fully moving apartments today and you requested this I asked I asked and you said sure my angel you know like a good friend and that was dumb of me (laughs) (laughs) simply put that was stupid well let me tell you I feel like it wouldn't have been as bad because I was able to get into my apartment like five days early. So I've right. been doing a lot of little moves all week. So right. it wasn't, I really Brilliant. didn't think today was going to be that bad. Mm-hmm. But what happened <laughs> was that we loaded my little U-Haul van with uh-huh. kind of the big furniture. I'm not taking a ton, but I have like you know, my bed frame and like the boxes that go under my bed, my dresser is big. So we like loaded that up. My friend Matt came over to help. It was very nice. I know. So kind. We went over, we unloaded everything. And wouldn't you know it, we locked my new apartment keys Mm -hmm. into the new apartment Mm -hmm. with the car key. Mm, Good. My old apartment keys. Great. Yeah. And I guess that's it. But that's a lot. <laughs> two, uh, two big things. <laughs> yeah. Both homes unable to get into. Yeah. Tough. The car. And no car. Unable no to car. drive. <laughs> yeah. We had the keys for the U-Haul, which didn't okay. end up even mattering. But I was real. I was like, small blessings is that we didn't lock the U-Haul keys in the van because that shit is expensive. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to, but this is what's crazy about my apart, my new apartment building is that it's run by a management company that have sent me 10,000 emails, mm-hmm. but have given me like no practical person to contact should this happen. Right. So I called like this like a building manager. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even know I had one. Oh, you do. Have Turns one. out we okay. do. Okay. We do. And so I was calling like everyone and no one was calling me back. And then I finally got a hold of someone and they were like, oh yeah, we'll like get in touch with the property management and you'll hear back. Well, 
I mean, we waited around for a long time. So, um, yeah, I my saw sister, your Instagram story just yeah. kind of sitting. Yeah, it was two hours. Sitting. We went, <sighs> we went and had an Italian feast and we got a bottle of wine. So we really made <laughs> it fun. Yeah. You know? yeah you I mean, what to. can you do? What can you do? Yeah. Like, we're kind of stuck. But turns out the manager, like, who manages the property or the building, lives across uh-huh. the hall from me. Oh my God. I finally, I combed through all this paperwork that they had sent me and I found his number and I called him. He was like, yep, that's who you call. I was like, why didn't that person two hours ago tell me uh, just to simply text Christian? Oh, uh, it's always I'll say Christian. It. Yeah. <laughs> and I really want to be done. <laughs> I want to nest. so sorry. Moving is nest. literally hell. Uh, something always happens no matter how, how you do it. You can't get out of, you can't have a smooth moving situation. You just can't. Nope. There's always going to be something like when we moved me out of that apartment and my bed frame didn't fit in that U-Haul. Oh, yeah. And then we had to take it apart in the middle of the street. In the middle of the street. And we didn't yeah. know how and we had to, and it was Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we're doing yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. You're doing a lot. People were but really watching you... us and we were like, sorry. You know, <laughs> like turkey. this is what it is. Enjoy your leftovers. <laughs> Enjoy your Turks. We're doing things right now. Yeah, it's, yeah. Um, there's nothing ever smooth about a move. And no. I'm so sorry you're going through it at present. <sighs> it's okay. I just, you know, I, I should have known. I should know better. Yeah. One, to always <laughs> double check that you have your keys. That yeah, is rule this... number one. Do you have your keys? Do you have your phone? Right. Like all, at all times. Never and- locking a door until I have keys in my hands. 100%. I need to be seeing it with my eyes. Like, yeah, now I'm going to be have so them. like, oh God. <laughs> I mean, at least your manager is right across the hall. That's nice. I'm like, <laughs> knock, knock. Christian, <laughs> me again. <laughs> you won't believe My old what friend. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry to do this again. I know. I know I've only been in a couple of days, but I simply do need keys again. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's like, oh my God. I was really trying to make a friendship happen with him too. Cause I was like, let's get in good with the building manager. You yeah. Know? And was he receptive? No, <laughs> no, he wasn't. He wanted to just do his job and not chat. I was like, okay. Oh. We're, we're just going to be okay. transactional. Got it. I like made some like, be joke or whatever and he was like in getting the key and he was like mm. what <laughs> <laughs> i was like oh no oh, nothing. Just i just have having on. fun um yeah, it's just like it's just a joke <laughs> there's nothing worse than making an offhand joke and then someone like not understanding it and then like having to try to explain it and it's like it doesn't matter yeah. It it like, let's yeah. move on please <laughs> yeah. please kill me when someone like, looks at you like when you've just said something offhand and they're like what it's like what <laughs> like what did i just no, say like, i don't even know what, what i what? said yeah like <laughs> you what <laughs> you what what do you mean what wait what yeah. i'm sorry you're too stupid to understand my brilliance <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly you're not getting it tough yeah you, you that's don't that's not on me Keep up, keep up, keep up. Keep up. Let's go. <laughs> My God, people are so slow. I can't. Uh, God, Anywho. it was so nice last night yes. to be in the apartment one last time for our for our listeners who might not remember we all, me and Caitlin and her dear sister, dear friend Claire, all lived together in that apartment mm-hmm. at one time, and 
Three years. Find a little find a little night in there, which was so nice. It was so special. It was like really the last hurrah. It was the last night in the apartment. So it was, we got to like open a bottle of wine and have our tacos. Really christening. I know. Or what, what's the opposite of christening? Um, (laughs) Cause I guess christening happens when it's burying. (laughs) Yeah. We really got to bury it. We funeraled our home. <laughs> yeah, we, we, it was a nice eulogy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, was that was so, really nice. I love shit like that. It was wild to be back in the space because I hadn't been in there in months. And I know so many memories living in that place. We, so went, we went through much so much together there. You happened. know, we, we braved the beginning of our LA journey there. We mm-hmm. went through the first half of the pandemic there mm-hmm. um, which is insane to even say that it feels like no we did the whole thing <laughs> yeah. nope still in it oh that's interesting still in progress work in progress <laughs> oh delta God. a work in progress yeah <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah i know it's so special it's really special it's a yeah. really special space it was it a is. home that's really what it was it really was and and the people who came through there felt that Everyone oh, always yeah. commented on how warm and inviting. And of course, we're we're bright spirits with a with hospitality and spades. Up the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> we're basically a three Martha Stewarts. Yeah, know? yeah, that's like, what they say about us. Welcoming you in with yeah. warm cookies <laughs> and a hug. Yeah. And Except wine. it's a glass of wine. And- yeah, <laughs> no and food. another glass of wine <laughs> and one more glass of wine on top of that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we did make it too comfortable and too cozy to the to the place where we couldn't we didn't want to ever leave, which was. Oh, tough, yeah, we know? didn't want to leave. We couldn't do anything without each other. Making a new friend was just <laughs> not an option. <laughs> you know what? I love that for past us. Yeah. I'm glad we for did past that. Us, they needed that. They, they needed, needed that, that really that bad. Really bad. Watch I mean, me cling to you so hard in this new move. Like, we'll You'll be like, no, 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 no. We don't like, live mm-hmm. together anymore. I'm like, night, night, getting my blankie for your couch. And you're like, go home. Actually. You have to leave. You have, have to, leave. to go home. It's a 15 minute walk. You get out of here. <laughs> yeah. What was classic too last night, just like as the cherry on top of the cake is the way that Jake, Claire, and I all said goodnight to each other for three <laughs> full years was we would uh, all stand like right at our doorway, holding our doorknobs like we were going to shut them to go to good, yeah. go to sleep, you know? And then it was time for hallway bits. And it was hallway <laughs> bit time, And that could last upwards of 30 minutes. Oh, I mean, yes. if we really yes. got going in something, <laughs> we would be standing, looking at each other all from our separate bedroom doorways. Exhausted. Bidding out. Exhausted. <laughs> like Begging for sleep. <laughs> couldn't stop. And that's really my preferred way of going to bed. It's like, I want to be laughing until the last possible second. <laughs> yeah. And then we would go, okay, for real, for real, for real, okay. for real, for and real. Good night, good night, good night. But then it wasn't, it wasn't, it, wasn't, and it would it, be 15 more minutes. <laughs> of just the stupidest bullshit we were like the russian dolls of good nights you know like <laughs> yeah. every time you thought it was done there was more you there know to be more inside yeah, yeah more yeah, layers yeah. to see yeah so mm. good so we did that last night at the doorway and it felt really right you it know? did feel right you know that was really... the eulogy that really was the eulogy that, that was our eulogy that it was really our eulogy. lifted my spirit i felt <laughs> like 
it felt like, oh, this is a great back cover to let fall on the pages that were the oh, chapters of wow. our apartment. Okay, poet. I'm a writer. Okay. Someone Love hire it. me, please. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, God. Any leads? Any leads? Yeah. Oh, and while we're begging for things. Yeah, let's put it out there. Please, to our dear, dear, dear listeners who I love so much. And there's quite a few of you, which is so exciting. More than I we hope thought. You guys, more, more than, than we, we thought. thought. Yeah. <laughs> I hope you're enjoying it. We're in loving doing it. We have so many seasons coming. Like, I hope everyone is buckled. Yeah, we're in, in it for the long haul. For a while. So don't like get sick of us because we're having so much fun. Um, yeah. But if you can rate review subscribe on apple Podcasts is where we can really see like what's going on so that's the Mm -hmm. easiest one but but spotify like subscribe there we still see those um that is the way that we're gonna like be famous (laughs) (laughs) and we really that's the only way that's the only way we're gonna feel love actually too so and if you want us to kind of go through life like depressed loveless Mm -hmm. feeling like absolute shit shit um then yeah don't review but you know if you care at all just kind of about human life and Mm -hmm. like you know Mm -hmm. doing something good in this world where there's so much darkness Mm. like Mm -hmm. you know say like i like it you know it could be as simple as that it's simple if you want to bring shine the light in the darkest of places yeah you simply have to say they're fun this is great listen you know, it's so yeah. easy. It's Can, so this easy. It's as easy as that. Um, five stars one, two, three, four, five. only. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Five stars only. If you feel you must give a four for some reason, Explain just give yourself. it a five. <laughs> give it a five. <laughs> <laughs> then find me in my DMs and tell me to my face. <laughs> yeah, yeah honestly. Yeah, I'd love your feedback, but please don't. I absolutely but please don't. don't. We're very only. sensitive. I just want to be bolstered. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And that leads us right into the movie of the week, which is Don't Look Under the Bed. Yes. And I am ready with the synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, I'm so ready. And I just want to build the tension. I'm leaving this in. (laughs) I'm looking at it right now with my eyes. Oh my God, this is so embarrassing. Okay, and now okay. I'm now I'm really really seeing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like, knew you were ready the whole time. So yeah, it was. Now. But now I'm even more ready for. Don't look under the bed. When strange things start to happen in the town of Middlesburg, 13-year-old Francis McCausland <laughs> <laughs> looks like the culprit. Desperate to solve the mystery and clear her name, Frances reluctantly enlists the help of Larry Houdini, her little brother's imaginary friend. Larry must teach Frances to rely on her imagination to defeat the boogeyman who framed her and save the town. One hour and 32 minutes. Have the best time.
unzipped my pants and <laughs> so I'm ready. Oh my to god, go. me too. <laughs> Oh my god, am I gonna have to unzip my pants? Yes. Yeah, you wanna be yeah, comfortable. You, you wanna be comfortable. <laughs> you wanna be able to breathe, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, that does feel so much better. Oh my god. Yeah. I didn't know all my creative juices went through my gut. <laughs> you yeah, should. Yeah. That's where it starts. <laughs> guys, guys, guys. Uh boy, do we have a treat for you today. Um, we are with a DJ with an actor, a writer, and a diversity ambassador for corporate America. Hello. <laughs> Please welcome Nick Lee. Yay, Nick. Hi, Woo. hello, that's me. Jack of all trades, wearer of many hats. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And also, yeah, but- let's be real current roommate to our own Jake Farrington. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. I really toyed with, I was like for a moment, I thought I was gonna say, um, roommate to the most eligible gay bachelor in Los Angeles, but um, I decided not to. I'm They're not mutually you- exclusive. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad that you did it, saying that you weren't sure if you were gonna do it just to get it out there, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just in case it didn't land, and I don't think it did, you know. And now <laughs> I, I don't have to take responsibility for that because I, I got in front of it. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Good job. And I exist on the other end of that spectrum, the least eligible gay bachelor in Los Angeles. So I don't buy that. I don't think so. I I will not be hearing any of that today. Anyone who rocks a glitter eye like you do is an eligible bachelor. Okay. I don't know why. It just is. We don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. We don't make the rules. Mm -mm. My friend got me a glitter palette and I famously hate glitter on my face, but I figured the only way out was through. Mm. And so I'm just going to get myself through it. And, you know, I think I may be turning into a bit of a glitter fiend, glitterholic, yeah. um, as I as I expose myself more to it. Wow. Sometimes and expose my we, pillows. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we, we keep something at arm's length that's right for us, you know, just mm. for some, it, I don't know, it's like self-sabotage or something. And, and at one point you have to say, no, maybe, maybe I don't hate glitter. Glitter is for me. Glitter is for me. You know, that's actually my feelings about this film that we're going to discuss, because I couldn't even remember what it was about it that that stood with me for so many years until we watched it yesterday. And it all kind of came flooding back. Tell us everything. You have a history with this. When when approached, you seemed to have a, a deep connection to this film. Yeah, I couldn't exactly remember the movie because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid. Sure. sure. But I knew that I wanted to do this movie. When you asked if I wanted to be on your podcast, I was like, oh my God, is anyone doing Don't Look Under the Bed? (laughs) And I couldn't exactly pinpoint why I wanted to do it so bad. I mean, I knew it was about a redhead. And of course, as a Mm. redhead myself, I naturally identified, you know, whether it's Miranda from Sex and the City or Brie (laughs) from Desperate Housewives, I always identify with the redhead. Well, you have to, there's only so much representation. (laughs) I was going to say list ends there. Yeah, those are the three redheads in Hollywood, the girl from this movie, Miranda and (laughs) Brie. Well, actually, that's really, really not right to say with Julia Roberts, you know, like the most, you know, famous redhead. And Lindsay Lohan. (gasps) <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. okay there's a couple you're in yeah, good company they're out there they're but out of there. course of course it's not everywhere and so you were drawn to that and it's so funny that all the redheads that i've listed are oftentimes in are oftentimes portrayed as the redhead with control issues same thing with mm-hmm. uh don't look under the bed it's a it's a story about a redhead with control issues so <laughs> yeah. i i think that's why i related so hard 
Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. A theme. Were you a decom boy or were you kind of just drawn to this one and this was kind of your thing or were you watching every month? Um, It was just, it was this one and then a couple of others, like a small handful of them. Um, I wasn't like faithfully tuning in every month or maybe there was a couple years of my life. I grew up watching Nickelodeon. And so I was a Nick, I was a Nick kid. I mean, my name is Nick. I was a Nick kid. That was my nickname <laughs> growing up. It was up. written in the stars. Nickname, Nick, Nick, Nickelodeon kid. <laughs> Nick, 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 Nick. Remember that? Nickelodeon. That's yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, that was, uh, it took a long time to address me in kindergarten. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, tonally, and this is what we were talking about yesterday, Jake, this movie Briefly, felt- briefly, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let us talk about too much. Yes. Saving it for the pod. <laughs> but it feels tonally so different from Disney Channel movies. Yes. In fact, watching it, I felt, I was like, wow, this kind of reminds me of Are You Afraid of the Dark a little mm-hmm. bit. Yes, mm-hmm. totally, totally, mm-hmm. totally. Well, I agree. And I wrote in my notes like, oh, this is like Disney horror, you know? And we don't see that really. Ever. Ever. No. No. And it's... It, I, Oh, okay. I never saw it because famously, you know, Jake and I share this. I'm not a scary movie person. And right. it actually looked too scary for me when I was younger. I was like, I'm never watching that one. <laughs> <laughs> so this morning was the first time I'd ever seen it. Ever. Wow. Ever. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I know I had seen some of it at least once or all of, I can't remember. There were pieces that I remembered but I mean my first note I wrote was like I'm already scared immediately I was scared immediately <laughs> I mean like it was- well it's cre- there's some creepy elements like real creep like the doll's heads moving to follow her <gasps> Ooh, yeah, the I doll's can. head the shadows I I remember thinking that the practical effects of the beginning of the movie even the clock tower spinning yes. really fast yes. everything was used so practically that it it sent chills down my you know 30 year old spine equivalent (laughs) to when I first watched it yeah (laughs) yeah I was impressed I mean I agree with kind of the practical stuff that was happening in the beginning set a very creepy tone once we get into what the boogeyman actually looks like it's a a little bit more ridiculous it's not as scary but the threat of what is happening and we don't know what it is that was chilling it was. Well, he's, we've got his hands popping out of them. There were a lot of jump scares. I did yeah, gasp. Me too. I was gasping. <laughs> I, you, don't I think the an puppy. Old, you don't think an old white guy is the most terrifying image? <laughs> well, well, you no. know, you got us there. You no, that's there. true. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right yeah. on that. <laughs> the most terrifying creature in all the land. The white <laughs> cis man. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, I don't know. I don't know how cis this person, this yeah, character really honestly, is, as we honestly. discover by the end. Well, oh never more shocked. I mean, we just, we're here, we're here, we're here. I've never been so shocked in my goddamn life when, okay, so. Yeah, give a little. When we're, okay, we've got the boogeyman. He's atrocious i mean his nails the toenails of it all the fingernails the teeth (laughs) the eyes the quills coming out of the face i mean there's so much happening he's Mm -hmm. so unsightly yeah and we're trying to do something to him couldn't tell you um destroy him make him old in some way i couldn't yeah i didn't have a grasp on that either what was the name of that thing trends it was like a temporal fuge there you Ooh. go. Huge, but a temporal, temporal fuge. fuge. Right, 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 right. Which I never quite latched onto. 
Yeah, but, it's like they were trying to send send the boogeyman forward in time so that he aged into his own demise, I oh, guess. Oh, age them to their death. That's <laughs> quite smart. <laughs> yeah, quite dark. <laughs> Very dark. Very dark. If, if they get old enough, they'll die. <laughs> oh <my> uh, <laughs> okay, but I've never been so shocked. So we're trying mm. to age the boogeyman, apparently. When the boogeyman turns into an old woman, con- uh, confounded. Confounded. You know, it's like, oh, like they age the boogeyman up and it's suddenly rose from the end of Titanic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, was, it was like... <laughs> It's been 84 years. Oh, yeah, and no. Then, mm-hmm. then Zoe. Zoe. It, it turns out the boogeyman's true form, and we'll get into this as well, is an imaginary friend right. of but the just, main characters, right. who is a British 1900s <laughs> woman. Straight up, not surprised that this main character's imaginary friend is a tomboy, redheaded version of Rachel Weiss from The Favorite who speaks in Ryan yes. couplets. Yes. yes. My God. Which, by the way, when she ages into the old woman, when the boogeyman ages into the yeah. old Rose from Titanic Woman <laughs> yeah. and goes, I'm so old, I can't rhyme anymore. <laughs> I felt that. <laughs> I was like, I'm seen. I'm too old to rhyme. I'm too old to rhyme. I can't at this age. I can't discern what words sound the same anymore. I'm too, I'm too ancient. (laughs) So that was shocking. 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 I had kind of remembered early on that the boogeyman was an imaginary friend gone bad. Mm -hmm. I kind of, I kind of remembered that that was what was happening. Mm Mm-hmm. And, but I did not remember that it was a woman. Yeah. That came as a complete surprise. Yeah, yeah a, definite, a definite twist. Really, I appreciated the sort of gender, gender fuckness of it all. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But it raises a lot of questions. Like why wasn't, why did Larry, okay, so Larry, <laughs> this oh, inexplicable <laughs> character, Larry Houdini, imaginary friend, why he starts to go bad but why did he just kind of stay larry but a boogeyman when zoe turned into a man (laughs) i mean why indeed maybe to keep us on our toes to prevent anyone from thinking that that this was the main character i mean it kind of got obvious a little bit through that this would be the main character, that the boogeyman was the main character's imaginary friend. Yeah, well, but I'm like, Larry's like, did you ever have an imaginary friend? She's like, no, no. Well, well, hold on. Okay, okay, pump the brakes because I did not see it. Okay. For a while, I mean, I did before it happened, but it took me kind of a long time, to be honest. Well, and it was fun to watch it for the first time because in my notes, I'm like, Who's the spirit man? Who is this? <laughs> like, I had no the idea. Spirit man. Wait, like, in reference to Larry? To Larry. Yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, who's this man she can see that no one else can see? I think in my notes, I say, who's the spirit man behind the skeleton? Because he's like, behind <laughs> a skeleton. So it took me a minute to even, you know, I was discovering that he was the younger brother's imaginary friend at the same time as the- right. 
main mm. character was. Well, I love you know? that for you. Thanks. That was fun. See, but what confused me was who was pulling the pranks on her from the beginning? Because it's it seemed like it was her. It's first it seemed like it was her boogeyman pulling the pranks on her. Mm-hmm. But then we had Larry coming out to Larry also seemed to be there at the exact same time. Larry seemed to have a vendetta against the main character. Right. Which he I, did. He did somewhat because he was upset with her for what she had done. But he didn't know that for a minute, right? It wasn't until she said, because he was trying to still talk to what's the youngest right. kid's name? Um Wilbur Wilton. Wait, I have it written somewhere. Her brother's name is Darwin. 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 Wilton. Yeah, which the that names, by the way, are completely out of are all over the map yeah they are they are Is it, what, what's what's our main character francis. francis francis franny francis darwin Fran. zoe larry and, and then what, joanne and what was joanne. the older brother's name who they treated like absolute garbage the entire bert. time bert bert bert, bert. Yes. of course bert, bert. Bert. So we have Bert, Francis, and Darwin. Darwin. What are we doing? <laughs> oh, wait. Darwin, Francis Bacon, and then Bert. Because the mom is a cultural anthropologist. Oh. I think they're all which, named uh, after scientists. Got it. Oh, got it. Okay. Who, who's Bert? I don't know. Okay. Albert, El, El, Albert, Al- Einstein. Albert Einstein. Heard of him? Yeah. I don't know. A little something called E equals MC squared, bitch. Oh, <laughs> shit. Talk about crazy hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway. Um... The original platinum blonde. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, just really quick. Were you guys yeah. laughing at. Okay. So a B storyline of this is that Darwin, the youngest, needed a bone marrow transplant. Right, because he has leukemia, which is quite heavy. Very heavy. And comes back <laughs> and, in ways that's like, oh, that's dark. Yeah. Quite dark. I was shocked. I was so, like, we're really going there. So Francis cannot give bone marrow to right. them. But Bert, the older brother, can. And they, I swear to God, this family has so much patience for Francis and the shenanigans she's getting up to with the imaginary friend, Larry, that they don't know that, you know, she's talking to an imaginary friend. She can only see him. <laughs> and they are treating this older brother like shit. <laughs> I couldn't believe. I was like, what's going on here? Why are we so mad at Bert? Donating you bone marrow was not enough. No. Not enough to spare him the wrath. No, I was like, what? And early on, before we know about leukemia, um, Joanne, the best, the best friend, friend we see for 30 seconds and then she's never seen again, uh, she has a crush on Bert. And, you right. know, and she's like, oh my God, he saved Darwin's life. And, and Francis like, like, she just laid there. Yeah, all I did was laugh. And before we realized it was leukemia, I was like, well, what had he done that he yeah. could just lay there to save his life? Well, I thought, I was like, did he donate blood? Right. You I know. thought he donated like a kidney or something. Yeah. Or I, it was so unusually dark to have, I mean, to introduce leukemia to a, a decom was surprising. This was a decom out of the norm. Yeah. And yeah. I, I did enjoy it though. I know. Well, I, I made a note that like 
this is one of the first movies we've watched that really clipped along. Yes, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, where I wasn't like looking at the time, like, oh, 45 minutes left, huh? You know, like this yeah. was like, oh, the, the pacing was good. And I, w- I was kind of like in it. Thought. <laughs> and I thought that Frances was great. I thought she was a really good actress. Agreed. Agreed. I thought top to bottom, even right, like I thought the writing was fantastic. I love the, the performance of the parents, the completely inept wackadoo parents Mm -hmm. um yeah I just loved all the performances like all around I mean I had such a crush on Larry Houdini and the actor who plays him I and and that is what what stuck Mm -hmm. out to me um when I watched it again I think I grew up as the quiet um you know, redheaded kid that no one believed that was always struggling to find a place. And I wanted to learn how to break out of my shell. Mm. And when I watched this movie as a kid, I remember wishing I had a friend like Larry who would inspire Mm. me to like a little bit more uh, embrace my inner child a little bit. Oh, it all came rushing. I love love that. that. (laughs) Isn't it weird? Certain movies as dumb as they are or whatever. This is why movies in television are meaningful because it does it does shape you in ways I mean I've gone back and watched things that I'm like oh that's my sense of humor and I watched that when I was seven and I and I get it you know it's like the genie and Aladdin I mean that's still hilarious to me and but that was so funny to me when I was little it's like that shaped my humor oh yeah the slapstick all of that with like going into high school or middle school high school as a theater kid Mm. that informed so much Mm. of how I even like approached uh broad very 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 big very big um it's not supple okay not no not supple not subtle (laughs) very little about me is supple um I am all bones (laughs) Uh, by the way random note but joanne i I just have to say it um the best friend joanne she's dressed exactly like missy from big mouth (laughs) she is i'm sorry i just had to say it. yellow shirt blue overalls has the same sort of doesn't grow up fast enough arc i was like did did big mouth get inspiration from this character i think and and honestly probably and they don't even know that's what i'm saying this is all shaping us yes in but i love that nick like I so get that. And Larry Houdini, I'll tell you, carrying this movie on his back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he is doing Absolutely. everything. Talk about uh, like a big swing performance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, lots of big swings. Lots Swinging big... for the fences. I mean, where he's a marching band, he's a cowboy, he's a oh, what else? Oh, I, I, list he's everything. what he isn't. like does the handstand on the table in the library and then he goes into the tv which by the way i don't know what it is about lcd tvs that are just horrifying (laughs) (laughs) like just him being on the tv i was waiting to be scared i just think it's i just think lcd tvs naturally in their in their state are terrifying a little scary there i mean anything Mm -hmm. can pop out of there you don't know anything and that's you've got the you ring, the ring, poltergeist, That's all of that. You know, you know. Again, well, I thought it was, didn't see it. it no, but I know yeah. it. I know it, but I wouldn't. I can't watch a crane. Oh, no, no, I thought it was interesting that because Larry is a good guy, we would say 
Yeah. Most. Yeah. yeah. For the most part. Yeah. He's but a little did, trickster, but he's a yeah, 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 yeah. When he goes into the TV, though, he like makes such a reference to The Shining. He's like, here's Larry. <laughs> and I thought that was right. interesting. There were so many references to horror films of that time. Um, I mean, I know you haven't seen this movie, Jake, but yeah. this film reeks of Scream. Oh. I love Scream, actually. And I've heard I would love Scream. So this movie is so, so I mean, Nev Campbell might as well have played Francis. Truly, <laughs> it's, oh I mean, because the whole film, the, the film starts, I mean, Scream starts with a whole town kind of skeptical about, um, about Nev Campbell. And they, you know, this whole, and then Don't Look Under the Bed kind of starts with a whole whole town skeptical over Francis. So it, the parallels are all there. I mean, even Which when came first? Francis- um, oh gosh. They must have been question. close. They were really close in years. God, I bet. We had banks of information. Uh, of if only. Okay, moving on. I guess we'll never yeah. know. But... <laughs> yeah. uh, um, us, I guess, if anyone knows. Yeah, the if answer. anyone knows anything. But <laughs> Francis being kind of um, targeted was so hilarious to me. I was like, this goody goody scientist nerd. Right, she's right, not right. doing this. Like, well, pick someone else. I know, especially when they start to suspect her, is what's uh, especially surprising because it starts kind of with the eggs. It starts with the biology it, teacher. Yeah, yeah. It starts with the eggs, which a cartoonish mm. amount of eggs fall on this car. Mm. How many would you say? Six hundred. <laughs> it was so many. Eggs. And the father or the mom are like, oh, two dozen eggs went missing. There was yes. two dozen eggs in the fridge. And it's like, okay, clearly right. there were way more eggs on this car. Oh, well, and it, that's, I, I, I also wanted to ask that about the gelatin. Because, they're stealing it from all the families, I think. Right, 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 right. It has to be. It has but to be. The, the, so the pool, which this one to me was the scariest. <laughs> the, the pool full of jello. That just because, laugh. oh my God, were you holding your breath too? Well, I was like, this girl's going to suffocate. How are they going right. to get to her? She's going to die. Oh, <laughs> like, not the only one who holds their breath anytime a character in film ends up underwater or under something. Oh, me too. Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. yeah. Absolutely. And Don't it's always underwater. longer than yeah, 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 is yeah. possible for human life. <laughs> yes, yes. Always. Yes. But the gelatin one, it did make me laugh, though. And I had oh, to rewind funny. it. <laughs> of course. I feel like it's funny and dark in like an Adam's family way, where it's yes. like- this is funny to watch, but also this character is dead. Oh, yeah. There's no saving this person. And <laughs> the lifeguard's got... like, I'll get you, and gets like a little hook. To, yeah, what are you like, going to do, hook her feet? <laughs> it's like, she's stuck in jello. Oh, yeah, I know. I think this lifeguard also moonlights as, you know, um, a, a, who catches stray dogs. Oh, <laughs> dog, catchers. Dog, dog catchers. Dog catchers. Because yeah, yeah. they straight up had that, that tool. Yeah, it was the yes, same thing. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> but the gelatin of it all the dad becomes suspicious because he's like and my gelatin's missing and i'm yeah. like you how much gelatin did you have on hand sir that you think it was enough to turn an entire pool into jello well dad loves to cook you know and dad dad <laughs> wanted to make his quote fruity jiggly thing or no no wriggly wriggly fruit thing <laughs> wiggly sugar blob i was like I just, who's you as in gelatin anymore I, I also think just from a writing perspective it was like someone's like i don't know recipes 
Yeah. <laughs> it was just like I don't, a wiggly fruit thing. I don't know. That works. It works. They'll <laughs> put get it, it in, put it in, put it in. Can I tell you something that I noticed from the beginning? Yes. Well, yes, it just please. made me laugh. I was like, okay, so we're in Middleburg, which is in yes. the middle of the country. So we're uh-huh. talking maybe like a North Dakota, <laughs> somewhere right, in the right, Midwest, right. like somewhere yeah. middle. They yeah. live in like a Gothic town like everything in the beginning i was like what is this gothic catholic tower where like quasimodo's ringing the bells like where what is this town where what I is don't this no there was there's middle middleburg and then at the end they center talk about a center something. centerville so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. everything it is- kind of reminded me of like of like the cathedral in washington dc there's like mm-hmm. there's kind of a lot yeah. of that architecture in new england but that in um, in ohio no. Yeah, that ain't that ain't there. Like, where's the Costco? Idaho. Where was yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. where was this movie filmed? I have no idea. I think I at the end I saw Utah. Oh, yeah, I think I saw. But Utah. That's still not middle. No, I couldn't tell you exactly where it is, but I I don't think it's in the middle. I think it's more of an emotional <laughs> Middleburg rather than <laughs> <a> <laughs> Middleburg. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what? Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was looking too much at the facts, and not you with really my heart. Were. Yeah, that's. I think that's what this movie is about. Mm-hmm. Question. Yes. So we get that, or I think, tell me if I'm wrong, the boogeyman is setting up Francis because it she, turns out, was Francis's, or they, whatever, yeah. was her imaginary friend, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So now there's some sort of vendetta right. that's happening. Mm-hmm. So she's doing all this stuff to make it look like Francis is doing it. Right. Why are we putting dogs on roofs? (laughs) Great. I'm so glad you bring this up. I'm so glad you bring this up because I was so confused because she's like, Bert wants a dog. Stupid fucking Bert. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) hates Damn it, Bert. Who do you think you are? Dumbass Bert. Bert, take out the trash and do something with your life. He wants a dog. And Francis is thinking she's being very funny. She's like, well, well, what are you going to do with the dog when you move out or go to college, whatever? And she's like, what are you going to do? Put it on the roof? Which, oh, I missed So she says that. No, she says it. I completely missed that. Well, but, okay. It doesn't make it make more sense. Because- (laughs) immediately when she said that i was like what what who does like, that like why would we put a dog on the roof yeah why, why would that be the solution right like it she said it almost as if it was like a well-known thing like ha 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 like this old joke putting the dog on the roof it's like one of those things that like a 1950s dad would say or something <laughs> like what are you gonna what are you gonna do when you can't take care of the dog put it on the roof <laughs> I'm not taking care of this dog. I'm not feeding. I'm not walking it. And if it's not, it's on the roof. <laughs> you know? I won't be putting it in the fenced in backyard. I will be putting it up on the shingles. <laughs> yeah, like what? <laughs> that was a shocking. I was like, why are all these dogs on the, everyone's roofs? Well, see, Caitlin, but I think you have your question makes a lot of sense because it's it. I don't think it's very clear why Francis's imaginary friend, Boogeyman, would or boogie person would be thank you that was the that was that was one of the progressive parts 
That was, um, it was, yeah. I don't know why Francis's boogie person would be doing this as a personal vendetta when it was made so apparent that Larry is the one who had a vendetta against Francis because Francis was right. the one who convinced Darwin to grow up too fast, thereby right. turning Larry into a boogeyman. And Larry right. kept on saying, oh, it's your fault. Oh, it's your fault. And Larry was right. the one who happened to be there at the scene of all these crimes. Right. Intri okay, okay. Well, I'm seeing it in a new So lens, the motives, the motives were a little muggy. Mm -hmm. I also had a like, question about like, right. if, okay, if it is this bookie person doing this, why now? Why now? Why now? Like okay, presumably, well, actually... okay, she's 14, which mm -hmm. I just have to let you know, I read something absolutely shocking. This girl is 20 in this movie. In I was going to say yeah. she is older than her older brother. There is no way yes. that Bert is her older brother. She is I'm older thinking. than old Zoe. Um, no, she's, but she's, <laughs> oh, I mean, when I saw, when I see, saw Francis and Joanne walking side by side, the best friend, I was like, this, these are not the same age. These two I knew girls. she was older, but that's shocking that she's 20. 20. That's why she's good. Yeah. Right. And so cute. So cute. So, so cute. cute. So yeah. cute. And also obviously so turned on by the fact that she has a stalker. Oh not, my God, I wrote that in my not notes, Not a Nick. single time. Like, she was always like, are you following me? Smirk, 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 wink, wink, yeah. wink. Like, uh -huh. never was she, if this movie yes. obviously did not take place in 2021 because she was pleased as punch that there was a stranger following her around every time. She'd just be like, are you following me? <laughs> well, I feel like there was something inherently sexual about this entire movie. Yes or no? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I'm just going to jump to it because okay. so there was, but then at the end, when Larry, the imaginary friend kisses oh, boy. Francis <laughs> on the mouth, I was shocked that that I mean, Nick, you can attest that I was a gay. That my just, mouth a gay. Yes, absolutely. It, I mean, it was. It felt like such a corporate note at the way end. It like th there's no way that the writer of this film was like, oh, finally, and then finally they kiss. Like, no, some some Disney Channel stockholder was like, like wait, but why don't they kiss in the end? And the directors and writers and creative were just like, wait, no, uh, they, because it's obviously they're not romantic. Like, you know, she, this is, he's not real. And then it just felt like such well, a shoehorned I, I moment. I have some shocking Good. news for oh, you. Oh God. I have shocking <laughs> news for you. That the kiss actually was part of the script. You're joking me. <laughs> and that the, the, the writer had to fight for it <gasps> because Larry was not written <gasps> as a black character. And when Disney saw that no. a black boy was going to kiss a white girl, they did no. not want to do it because of their Southern affiliates. Whoa. Wow. And the writer had to fight to get, and they had to like film it a bunch of different ways. And I'm ultimately shocked. the writer did win out. Um, but I'm sure, right? You know, this is only 1998. I mean, I'm glad that we're kind of talking about it because I, I definitely 
I mean, it, it was so apparent to me, this like relationship between the white redheaded girl and her black best friend, imaginary friend. And it's, that doesn't surprise me in the slightest, in the worst right? way possible. That's like it. I mean, I remember as a kid, I grew up in like a Catholic school. Like there was not, a, I mean, it was not the most diverse school in the world. And it was a mm. thing that like stuck out to me. And I'm glad that you're bringing it up because it was just like, I'm, I mean, now that, now I'm glad that it was in there. Now I'm glad that they I were know. fighting I, for I it. I totally like flipped the script because originally I was like, this kid, like when the kiss happened, so shocked. I was like, what the fuck is happening? This makes absolutely no sense. Like, oh, what I was alone and going? I yelled. I was like, so they, so you're saying that these people had to make it about race. Like they couldn't have just said, it doesn't make sense with the story. Right. Jesus. Right. 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 So yeah, I'm not well, going to defend I'm, this kiss I'm from a story. Damn now I right, wish right, they right, made right. out all over the damn thing. Well, <laughs> yeah. I will say now that we're a little bit on the subject of race, I, yes, I was very impressed and um, into because we really don't see it that Larry was such a huge character and was able to really carry that and be I mean Francis is main but Larry is you know second main you know what I mean yeah right, right and just right, being able to it's as much his movie oh, as absolutely it is. but I was like well we don't see that I mean just even thinking about like we did Johnny Tsunami we do have you know famous Jet Jackson's in there but he is best friend you know, we have some like right. best mm -hmm. friends, like, you know, Joanne, Joanna, or whatever her mm -hmm. name was, but to have kind Which, of a main character. A huge yeah, role. Yeah. Huge well, and that's role what we usually Joanne. see. So I was, at, I actually right. did take note, like, oh, this might be one of these early DCOMs where there is a black character who's really carrying this who, story right. who has all yeah. the answers yes. who is leading our character yes. towards the solution um is the free-spirited one has has the lesson to teach yes um and it's you know, and another thing that i noticed about his performance is that larry is so contemporary yes super super mm. contemporary Everyone Agreed. else kind of felt of the era, but Larry Houdini feels like this timeless character. Transcends. I mean, I also couldn't help but note, I also couldn't help but sit there and think like, God, white gay people really have been stealing from black culture for literally eons. It all comes back to Larry Houdini. I mean, seriously. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, where, that's where it started. Houdini <laughs> took famously from Larry Houdini. I yeah, mean, yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, yeah. <laughs> ripped. Well, and this is so random, but I was like, who is Larry vibing me? You know, like who, what, it, I've seen this performance almost. And all of a sudden I was like, really giving me Shangela vibes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh I need a remake of this movie with Shangela I, as, I said as that. the Larry character. Oh my God. I mean, honestly, Larry was breakdancing to fight the boogeyman. I mean, literally breakdancing for his soul. Um, yeah. I mean, all that, that was and missing- that's where lip sync for your life came from. Absolutely. <laughs> all that was missing was a shablam, truly. It is yeah. truly all coming around. Hallelujah. Breakdance for your soul. Hallelujah. <laughs> it's now time to breakdance. For your soul. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. 
Yes. Okay, so this needs to be a remake with like the RuPaul Drag Race girls mm, or something. I like it needs would be we need to have some drag queens doing the whole thing because we are kind of messing with gender a little bit. We're yes. do- I mean, we could really make this so campy and so fun. Oh my God. I don't know why I, I... thought this, but Fifi O'Hara for the Boogeyman slash Oh my Zoe. God, absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no bigger villain in Drag Race history. Well, Fifi also <laughs> does cosplay and does the cool right, costume right, right, work right, right. and obviously the villain vibes. Um, <laughs> yes. This all is working for me. <laughs> and now I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to cast my favorite character as a means to talk about them. Um, I'm going to cast Benda La Creme in the role of the counselor. <laughs> and, uh, and now I want to talk about, and now I want to talk about the counselor. Please, thank, you. <laughs> thank you. Yes. Seamless transition. I mean, icon from moment one, Chef's when the, when the parents come into the, the principal's office to talk to Francis, Immediately, I was like, who is this woman? Who is this woman sitting at the table with him? Who is she? Who is she? I mean, she didn't have to say a word for me to be captivated. You know, mm-hmm. she's just kind of like looking around with these big eyes, like so, like one foot in the world. Yeah. You know, <laughs> she's, she's not, she's not all here. She's here and she's not. <laughs> yeah. She, oh, I loved her so much. I mean, she was so mm-hmm. spacey and, and delightful. And again, that camp, that campy performance was so good. Very campy. I mean, when we found out that she was going to be invited back to the house for another uh, dinner scene, Jake, I think, squealed in yeah, pure delight. I absolutely did. <laughs> I mean, immediately take it by her. And she delivered the, the funniest Literally line. the funniest line of the entire film is the first line of that dinner scene. Yep, say it. Take it away. Oh man. my take God. Um, I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Um, why, what a lovely little bust you have there. <laughs> and the mom- And mom goes, huh? Uh, <laughs> she, uh, she's kind of like looking around, she's looking down. She looks behind her shoulder. Oh, oh the statue, the statue. I wrote that down too. It's a cast. <laughs> Not an original. It's, well, when course. you're- when you're working as a blah blah as blah, as a you cultural don't make anthropologist, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then the dad get... is a p is like a works a solid. Wait, I have it written a down. Solid it written waste down. engineer. A... Yes, yes, which was whatever. delivered like a joke, right? But I was like, I that's What's the joke. It's not a joke, but it was <laughs> delivered like it was a joke. Yeah. And yeah, she looks like, huh? And then the older son, you know, Bert, stupid ass Bert. Is like pot. I don't can't remember what oh, he said. Pretty like, hard something because he was making a PhD joke. Oh wait 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 wait! I have a question. I have a question just now that I'm unsure. Okay, solid waste engineer. I was envisioning that as garbage. That's what I, I thought too. Well. I thought like he was like a it's- septic. Guy. Oh, sewer. Yeah, yeah. Solid. I didn't think solid waste poop. That's what I thought. Oh, I didn't. I didn't go there. I was thinking like garbage. I was thinking garbage. And well, I mean, whatever, whatever direction you interpret that, I also think it's hilarious that the <laughs> waste engineer is also the one obsessed with food and feeding people. Right. <laughs> like, I don't know if I want, I don't know if I want my septic engineer to be the one who makes me dessert. No. Uh, and, yeah, and you wouldn't not. when our favorite character, the counselor, yes. 
and Jake, you know me well enough to know. Oh, you got the gaggies. Didn't oh, I you? got the gaggies. I almost threw up when she's pulling. How did we not know we put a gym sock in our mouth? In our mouth. A full gym Great. sock. Yeah, then yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. huh, like she, like there's a little bone from a chicken. Like, oh, let me yeah. just get this little thing out as she pulls out a full, disgusting, wa- like unwashed gym sock. And I, oh, it was oh. vile. Pinto My nutmeg. eyes were watering. I was truly gagging. <laughs> <It was so laughs> gross. And then we well, come I, back to it. And I was yeah. like, I'm going to oh. throw up again. I mean, this woman is eating up every moment of screen time she has. She's like, she's like retching for five straight minutes. You know, she's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta do as much as you can with what you I think that was the last time we saw her on screen. So she knew. And she knew. She was like, this is my last day on set. I'm making it count. Yeah. Now I have, I have to ask. I was a little confused by dinner only because uh, Francis goes into the kitchen. She excuses herself and goes into the kitchen for a minute. And Larry's in there making boogie juice or whatever. Boogie goo. Boogie goo. Was it, boogie, was goo? boogie goo. Boogie yeah. goo. Absolute disaster of a kitchen. And in that moment, I was like, when you, Francis, you open the door, you take one look at that, you go right back to the table. Go back. You can't go in there because mm-hmm. you're going to, like, have you learned nothing throughout this entire Like you're experience. being framed. Yes. Don't put like, yourself you in the scene stop. of the crime. You need to stop. Exactly. Yeah. But the mom comes in and is very understanding, of course. The mom was understanding with Francis the entire the way. The entire through. time. She's like, like, and going telling it. The, she's yeah. going through it. And <laughs> telling the dad, like, like, stop. Don't like let her do this. Let right. her experience her feelings. <laughs> she's so well, she's so funny. Because in the beginning, she's just like, oh. No, no, no. There has to be a logical explanation for why Francis is doing this. I mean, clearly she's not working alone. What if she and the entire population of Middleburg are being hypnotized? Yes. <laughs> that was- Mind control. Mind, Mind control. control. <laughs> I love that that's the first and most logical explanation. <laughs> that was so yeah. good. So good. Well, Jake, to piggyback off of what you were saying Francis not leaving the kitchen you know you see the scene of the crime I mean true to horror film yes. logic I know you're not exactly a horror film aficionado but I'm I, not I'm not I'm really glad you're here but I'm glad you're here yeah we need someone I think there's I mean that is horror film 101 you know a character goes to where they're not supposed to be and and they have to stay there they are staying right. they they overstay their welcome every single time yep 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 Every time I walk into a room, I'm trying to get out just in case. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be friends <laughs> for anything that might happen in any single room I walk into. Yeah. You, you, really, <laughs> you really have to watch Scream. This film really yeah. is, I'm gonna is watch it. so, so echoes of Scream and Sydney and Sydney Prescott, down to the mannequin challenge at the school. Um, just like all the ridiculousness oh. that happens at the school around her and no one believes uh. her and everyone thinks it's her. Oh. But why, why so would it be on her? Screen. Oh yeah, we got indeed. We gotta well, okay, before we get too far away from the dinner, I want to finish my thought. <laughs> okay, the mom comes into the kitchen. The mom comes into the kitchen and she's like, we got to get started. We got to get started. Like we got to go back in there and get started is what she says mm-hmm. to this young oh, girl. Oh, I read that as we need to get started on actually us talking about what the fuck is going on with you. 
That's how I read it. I can see it both okay, ways. Okay, okay, okay. Well, because I was confused because then it brings into question, are we starting dinner with pudding? Huh. And if we're starting <laughs> dinner with pudding, yeah. Francis asked to be excused before, before dinner we was even served. start. Right. Interesting. Or we had dinner. And we're the doing counselor, dessert, which has not been helpful whatsoever no and that's what i that's i was having trouble putting all those pieces well maybe caitlin's right maybe it was maybe it's like we need to get started with your uh mental prognosis here you know that's Mm. why the counseling yeah we really we need to get in we need to get in there and and start to really understand what's going on because i think that line comes after she's like like francis what is going on like you need to start telling me the truth Got it, got it, and got then it. Oh, they, so many ways to interpret. I know. Well, that's <laughs> the beauty of these movies. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's cinema. That's cinema. cinema. There's something this in it for everyone. This movie was truly pure cinema. <laughs> oh, absolutely. That's a film. Um, also, one more thing. One more thing. Please. Uh, before we get too far away from the mom. One, her accent is so she's like, oh, Francis. You're like, oh my God. Oh my God, Francis. You know, it was very like, I'm from Michigan. It was very like that vibe. I was like this, but that's not where she's from, uh, which was shocking. She's not Midwest. And I have something I want to just read for you both really quickly, mm. which oh is so a snippet of Robin Riker, the actress's name, just a little snippet of her bio um, on IMDb. Oh my God, okay. A third-generation actress on both sides of her family, Robin was born in a trunk. Actually, he was almost born in a taxi on the Brooklyn Bridge, but traffic was good that day, so she made her actual debut at Beth Israel Hospital in New York City. Oh, my word. What? (laughs) She should have just said she was born in a trunk at that point. (laughs) But she wrote that. For herself. Yeah, oh, she absolutely wrote that. <laughs> what is it's like? Oh, she was almost born in a taxi, but the traffic was good that day. She was born in a trunk, though. Gosh, she What's wrote true? that thinking that agents or like casting directors were going to go to her IMDb and be like, "Wow, what a funny lady." It is truly <laughs> that thing of like, tell us something about yourself that has nothing to do with acting. Like, what's a fun fact? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's not on your resume? What's not on your resume? <laughs> well, okay. Well, I was almost born in a trunk. <laughs> but I wasn't. But I wasn't. <laughs> but so, I was just born in a But hospital. actually, it was a hospital. And it was what was your pregnant mother <laughs> doing in the trunk of that cab? Yeah. I'm confused by the trunk and the taxi of it. <laughs> right. Or maybe right. her mom's... Um, <laughs> Gina was aimed at that little compartment <laughs> hole between the back seat in the middle. and the trunk. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She, was, Maybe, she didn't want the, the driver to see, so she had turned herself around for a little privacy. Right, it was so a, her head, <laughs> just to get a visual, her yeah. head is in the middle of the passenger seat and the driver's seat. If she looks right, she's looking right dead in the eyes of the taxi driver. Right. Right, like right, hello, right, right, right. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Holding on to the back, her legs are up on both yeah. of the back headrests, uh-huh. yeah. and her vagina is is pointing towards the trunk that goes through the middle seat. Right, right, and the husband yeah. that's in the back seat holding her hand, and the midwife is doubled over in the trunk. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She's like a like a quarterback or something. Like like waiting for the pass. (laughs) It's the person who throws the quarterback, right? Yeah. I don't know. Thank (laughs) sports. No, the the midwife. I took a swing. (laughs) I took a swing. Big swing there. It was a big Larry swing. And I like yeah, 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 yeah. No, the midwife can't even be crouched like that because of the trunk. So she's like in fetal position. <laughs> yeah. Ready to receive the baby. Yeah. Fetuses, birthing fetuses, you know? <laughs> wow. Such a regret. What the traffic amazing. was great that day. Yeah. If only the traffic had been backed up. That is the dumbest fact. <laughs> yeah. It's it pretty bad. It's so. like, yeah, we all could have been born in a car, but we right. weren't. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we all our parent our moms all were driven to the to hospital. the hospital at some point. <laughs> right, right. And if things had gone poorly, we would have been born in a car. Alas, yeah. we were yeah. born in the hospital. And what I love <laughs> or about house it, or wherever you're she, she so boldly lies at the beginning. It says, "Robin was born in a trunk." Period. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let and then comes back with it. Wait, why is actually, this getting funnier? <laughs> actually. She was almost born in a taxi. <laughs> what? Let's not let's not tear this this actress apart. Robin, Robin, Robin. did an able job. She actually reminded me so much of Frances Fisher um, from Titanic, who plays Rose's mom in Titanic. She's also in oh. um, Wow Rose Watchmen. Mom, like Titanic is yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And now, was that actress born in a trunk? I don't think so. <laughs> no, I've met Frances Fisher. She's a lovely, lovely woman. What? An activist. Oh. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, she, she, She's great in Watchmen. She is fantastic in Watchmen. She was on a pride float in Pride Long Beach uh, Bless a her. few years ago. I swear to God. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Is she just an ally or is she LGBT? I think she's just an ally. Oh, love it. Um, we love it. Oh. Yeah, no. The oh, mom's right. accent was very weird. <laughs> Yeah, it to, was, go back, to go back, back to especially, that. Especially now that we know that she's a Brooklyn gal. Yeah. And standing counter to the principal's mid-Atlantic accent. Mm-hmm. The principal well. with the questionably large acne boils on yes. his face and the solid mid-Atlantic <laughs> accent. Uh, really, I could not pinpoint this town. I think it's, there's no surprise uh-huh. why none of us know where this town is because their accents right. were all, all over. over. Yeah. I think this is an imaginary town now that I'm piecing it together. Oh my God. Larry's real. <gasps> and everybody else is his imaginary friend. Damn. Damn. We always uncover something so shocking when we're talking about these movies. <laughs> well, and then we have the dad who's been in everything. Mm-hmm. He's Ned Ryerson. He's Ned Ryerson in Groundhog Day. Yes. That's who yeah. it is. That's yes. who it is. Yeah. He's in so much stuff. I mean, he he's, is. I mean, his prolific. is crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, I did another sign of the times of this film was when Larry was so shocked that the dad did the cleaning. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like, you're, now I've heard everything. A man who cleans, <laughs> uh, which, fair. Uh, they don't, <laughs> but they should. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to change that. Yeah, 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 we don't need to perpetuate that. We, exactly. We're, we're calling for change. <laughs> there was a couple Wait. really funny lines in this film. Caitlin, yeah. Now we can cut this if it's not true, but do I remember you saying at one point that you went to school with this boy? Mm-hmm. Well, I wanted to. It's 
Oh, Did sorry. Want, should we dive in? Let, you, I'll dive I in need right to. Now. I need to hear this. I okay. need to hear this. Sorry. Okay. We don't have to. We don't. No. Have no. To. Oh, I'm ready. I just was like, it's gonna take a chunk, so I just wanted right. us all to be ready. Okay. Yeah. 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 Jake oh. Saxon, who plays Darwin. I went to school with him from second through eighth grade. With him. Oh my God. Okay. So this whole time. Okay. I will get right back to that. In this whole time, I thought you went to school with Larry. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, Jake. We didn't have black kids in my school. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> I was crazy. so, that was like the whole, I was operating under that assumption oh, the entire time I was watching the movie. I was like, I can't wait to hear about this. I can't, he was an even Stevens and I want to know, and his name was Larry and even Stevens right. too. And I can't wait to get in there and see what she knows. But no. um, okay. You went to school with Darwin. I went to school with Darwin and I didn't just like go to school with him. And like, he was like in one class, he was my enemy. He was <gasps> my arch nemesis. Stop. I'm not kidding. We hated each other. <gasps> Why? Hated each other. I don't know how it started, but it ended with him trying to beat my ass. <laughs> what? I so I thought he was just he was uh, the worst. I don't even know how to describe. I'm sure he's a a wonderful person now. This is maybe. Well, Maybe who knows, <laughs> but if this ever gets back to him, I think he's like living his best life in Aspen, like snowboarding. I don't know. I kind of looked him up just for a second. I think he has a wife. On. I think he has three kids. I think <laughs> no, he's a, I don't, I don't think know that. I don't get it. He's definitely, he's definitely like snowboard boy, you know, but married he, to a snowboard. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Toe tough. You know, when that happens, it's like, yeah. uh, is there any time for me? Wow. Um, yeah. So, so we, I don't know why we just never, ever clicked. And it was funny because I was so obsessed with the Disney channel. I knew that he was in this movie, but I hated him so much. It didn't even matter. Like I didn't even care. This is and why I'd never seen it now to watch it. Yeah. Probably, maybe, probably. Maybe this whole narrative that you were too scared to watch it isn't true. And really you were just so resentful that you couldn't stomach maybe, it. <laughs> maybe, but I remember that dissipating so quickly and today when i looked him up on imdb i was like oh shit he's been it he, when he was a kid he was in a lot of stuff mm. including one of my favorite shows when i was growing up charmed really charmed? yes yeah i think he was only in for like an episode or a couple episodes mm. but the boy was on. working uh, he was working so and because we weren't friends i have no idea what his story is you know, like, I don't know why they moved to LA because he was born in Aspen. So I don't know why they moved there, why they moved back, like what was going on. Wow. Yeah, we were in school together, like in a small class for a lot of years. And then we just, I thought he was the worst. He was such a dick to me and he hated me. And oh. I, yes. So I would, you know, I have, you know, whatever. When I don't care for someone, I can potentially be a little cutting with my humor. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, no, no. And in eighth grade, I remember specifically, we were like outside <laughs> building a snowman or something. And I, he was, and he was like a really like tight kid. Do you know what I mean? Like he was just <laughs> yeah. always ready to kind of like fucking fight. And <laughs> I was just really flippant about things he was doing. I would always just like crack jokes oh my God. at him or whatever. And, and I was like, oh yeah. And I said, so, and it wasn't even that bad, but I was like, oh yeah, that looks good. And he lost his mind. <gasps> like he went into like rage brain and 
I think he probably blacked out and he oh. started like, and he was a really short kid, like really small yeah. kid. Well, he, he can s- fit in a sock. He can fit. <laughs> that's accurate. That's a accurate yeah, 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 yeah. That was, so he, that was all just, yeah. He starts like punching. And my friend, Sarah, who was just like a, one of the taller people in our class kind of like grab like bear hugs him so he's just like punching her back kind of like oh. in in a rage fit <laughs> oh caitlin, and she was my. like you need to calm down you need to calm down and that that's my last memory of caitlin Kate. you are describing my middle school relationship with uh my middle school bully mary kate valdivia um the Whoa. only the only difference is that we dated uh we ended up dating <gasps> from that so i think there may what? be some un spoken of um <gasps> romantic maybe we had sexual chemistry caitlin get to ask get to ask. <laughs> log off right now and get in the car <laughs> jake saxon if you are listening right now <laughs> he'll be like ew second chances <laughs> are real they're real we're in our 30s now you know like let the bygones be bygones <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna walk up to him and he's gonna say so you didn't think my snowman was that good <laughs> Huh. How do you like my snowman now, Caitlin? Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, like when I was in eighth grade, I thought I was the absolute shit because it was oh that was the end of that school. Like it only went to eighth grade. Mm, and then in high right. school, when I was a senior, I was like, I can do anything. You know, I'm I'm like running this place. What are we doing? <laughs> but in eighth grade, I remember we had to like go have a talk with our teacher, uh-huh. of course, because of this <laughs> whole thing. And I remember my teacher being like, Would you be willing to sit down and talk with Jake? And I was like, not really and he was like okay well will you and i was like i guess you know oh oh i just remembered something too oh my okay. god so, oh my my, my eighth grade year we did which is crazy but we did as you like it the shakespeare play mm-hmm. and i was rosalind but i wasn't rosalind at first because someone else was cast as rosalind and then she dropped out of school so oh. then the director the pressure brought was me in too much it was, it was too big of a role for her. She wasn't ready. And that's okay. No shame. So the director brought me in and was like, Caitlin, you know, would you be willing to take the role of Rosalind? And of course I was, I was, I mean, what a little asshole. I was like, um, well, I guess I would, but I'm telling you right now, I am not kissing Jake Saxon because he was Orlando. <laughs> oh, my god i'll, I'll, tell, like, you I'll right tell you then. right now i'm not kissing him we will okay? rewrite this play <laughs> i think it could stand I, for some improvements mm-hmm. i was like <laughs> yeah. i'll act my ass off and i you won't you'll never have seen a better Rosalind. you'll believe that i'm in love with orlando every second but i will not touch my lips to his lips i would rather die that was number one on kate's rider um (laughs) there had to be you know uh nerds in the dressing room nerd ropes Mm -hmm. in the dressing room nerd ropes not kissing um jake saxon and what an actual little bitch i mean i can't believe i was like asked to play the leading role and i was like i will and you're welcome. Here, I and you're you're welcome. Terms. <laughs> yeah. And if you could just sign here at the X, thank yeah. you so much. My lawyer will be in touch. Yeah, yeah, Do yeah, I get yeah. a signing bonus? Is there a box office bonus? Yeah, I'm going to have to ask my agent. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to call my people. 
that. Yeah. They're like, who are your people? I was like, my mom and I can give you her cell phone number. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my little connection to this film. Wow. That is so funny. Mm -hmm. One, that I thought it was Larry. I wish. That, wow, it was him. Mm -hmm. Well, he had some moments that were really making me laugh when he was in the sock. One. (laughs) Me too. One, I'm envisioning filming in the sock. (laughs) <laughs> and that's that's a really that really brings me a lot of joy because I'm picturing we've kind of got the camera kind of like oh like the sock is kind mm-hmm. of over the camera and like there's a cameraman like inside the sock with this young boy like just okay, cloth like it's like what? you're scared you know it's, you know but he could not be less bothered by kind of what's happening hey, at one point yeah he's like, you guys you guys you know he's about to be thrown off a cliff which by the way <laughs> i thought was a metaphor for him dying of leukemia oh. i thought i thought that whole thing him being thrown off a cliff was like a metaphor for like he would go into remission or something oh, oh my interesting God. so deep you were really seeing things i know I, I i i was really transformed it, i mean it got deep at the end you know, so like when the two Francis and Darwin are having their little heart to heart. So yes. that might you might not be off, Nick, honestly. Like I feel like there Did I use the word remission gems. correctly? Or he would go back he in go or out of remission. Out of yeah, remission. He would, yeah, 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 yeah. But I know what you meant. That's so interesting. Well, I did think you know, originally when Larry is like, you were too scared to do it. You were glad that you couldn't do it. You know, I was like, what a about the bitch. about the bone about, marrow? Yeah. Bone marrow. I was like, what a shitty thing and to say to someone. And he says it a couple times and it was just very mean. But, and then I was so surprised at the end when she said it was true. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, right. no one's like gunning to do things that right. are scary. Well, and it's funny because it I it felt like she was dealing with survivor's guilt, except nobody died. Mm. Right. Like she had right, the right. guilt of not being able to do anything. Um right. and which is funny because I thought Larry for a long time was an extension of her own psyche. Like why mm. she was the only one who was mm. able to see him. And she, and Larry was kind of addressing everything that was going on in her head. Um, so I found it an interesting bait and switch when Oh, he became Darwin's. Yeah. Right. But that was another question I had is why can she see him? Hmm. Why can she see Larry? <laughs> There's always like one moment where I'll like, huh. huh. <laughs> real really have to ponder that yeah. one. Because she, okay. He was never her imaginary friend. She okay. presumably doesn't believe in imaginary people. And yet she can see him. But she can't I'm, see the boogeyman. Right. Okay. Well, I just had a theory, but I think it's shattered by that point. I was going to say, because at one point, Larry says the, he's not, the boogeyman isn't under everyone's bed, but they're under the bed of the person they're targeting or however mm-hmm. he says it. Right, right, so right. So it's like, right. maybe the person that's getting targeted is the one who can see the boogeyman or see right. like the imaginary, imaginary people, but she can't see the boogeyman. So, right, because when when the Christmas queen is putting the lights up, you know, she can't see that. Did you just refer to the boogeyman right. as Christmas queen? Yeah. <laughs> I did. All right. This little, okay, little, little, little Grinch moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> little Cindy Lou Who gets blamed for it all. <laughs> Maybe the, the answer to this um, 
resides in the mystery character that we never really get to know enough about, the CEO of Boogie Inc. guy in head. Right, which, what a hilarious joke. The author of the book. Dedicated to Larry. Dedicated, right. Well, it's so funny because it's like, it's who is this person? Who wrote the book? Who's giving the marching orders? This is a great question. Well, I did say, and I'm glad that you brought this up, I was like, does this have religious vibes? Because at the mm-hmm. end, they have that thing of, well, you, it's hard to believe in something when you can't see it. And I was right. like, oh, that's very gaudy, you know? <laughs> a little gaudy. Not gaudy, but like right, right, God. Right. Capital G O D. How blatant <laughs> of them. Yeah. So I was just, but that's interesting that you would say that because that could tie into it. Yeah, that is interesting. Hmm. And I also like kind of the message at the end of the film I found mm-hmm. to be hysterical <laughs> because we're kind of coming away from it. We're like, well, one day when you're grown up, you won't be scared anymore. Or we pretend not to be scared until you're not scared. Right, right, right. That's right. how adulting Which, is. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But. I think they could have been a little more truthful. We're <laughs> scared like, every second. No one knows yeah, what they're like, doing. You never quite uh, become an adult, even when you're an adult. Yeah, and you never stop being scared. No, you never. I, I'm sorry. No, you go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I just, we got all, so close to like what would be a great message of like, it's not that you're not scared. It's that you do the thing anyway when you're scared. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Which is a great message, but then we kind Absolutely. of diluted it with, so you kind of pretend to be fine, and then you are fine. Like, yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, <laughs> my God, if that is not an allegory for life, geez, smile, <laughs> smile your way through it. Yeah, yeah I guess the more act. the more you live in denial, the happier you will be. <laughs> the world is all a stage and men and women merely players just to bring it back to as you like it well who said nice, i'm okay nice, nice, nice. So i wrote down the quote i'm okay but i'm not happy yes <laughs> that was darwin that was darwin, that was darwin in the song i'm okay that, that's right i'm okay but i'm not happy that really made me laugh that was very funny um, see i'm 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 growing i'm i'm over it i can laugh at yeah, my see? enemy Look at you. Look you at can me. admit his comedy. Um, also, I can't believe we've gone this long oh, wow. and have not talked about the absolute vertigo I got from the camera angles in this film. <laughs> oh my God. It's all over. Honestly, Ryan Murphy, eat your heart out. Um, it was like yeah, those, yeah. <laughs> those, yeah. I mean, even from the beginning, the cameras were just swooshing, swirling all over the place. I really, I really appreciated the, and, they, and it we're didn't at a stop. 45 degree angle mm-hmm. for 95% of the film. <laughs> so true. It's so funny because that's how I take so many pictures on my, on my iPhone and I think I'm edgy. Or I, I think I'm a photographer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's really adding up that this movie was very formative it for you. It really <laughs> was. It was extremely formative for me. Down I, to the camera angles, yeah, you know? It all seeped right in. I, yeah. I, all I had to do was watch it once. It really did. I mean, not to get like too serious about it but it really did Please. it really did affect me a lot growing up I think I watched it once and it and it stuck with me so hard um just all the themes of growing up just because you're getting older doesn't mean you have to get old 
Yeah, Larry I says that. it. I mean, mm-hmm. y'all have been watching all the decoms. I imagine this is a recurring theme. Well, not really. This we're not talking was... about growing up in this way mm-hmm. often. It's very unique. I would say as a movie, right? It's, yeah, I think that, they're actually. I mean, it makes sense that the writer was fighting for certain things. I mean, mm-hmm. that kiss or whatever, because this is it is a little deeper. Like we are kind of exploring themes of a child who's almost died, the like survivor guilt or the the guilt of being scared and not doing enough or whatever. So there's there's things that we are not touching in other decoms for sure. No. I think like most decoms are like, well, when you've got friends. Exactly. You know, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the theme of every decom. Yeah. But this was like, well, one day you'll have to face the music and fucking grow up, okay? <laughs> yeah. Well, not, <laughs> you have to not too soon. People, you know, no one in your world is gonna believe you sometimes. It's gonna be you against the world. And oh I think God. that was something that really affected me as a kid. Like mm. I always felt, I mean, I always felt like it was me against the world. Um, right. And just like, I felt so hard for Francis's struggle, you know, yeah. even though she was very smart, even though she was very capable, even though she had a gorgeous vest collection. Uh, <laughs> in cool even tones, though- cool tones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As her best friend said, are you going to go out for the swim team? And she's like, no, they're all older than me. And she said, what? Oh my God, what did she say? I want to get the quote exactly right. I don't remember this part. You don't? She was like, uh, she's like more streamlined and like her body. I was like, because she's not developed. Bless her heart. With that and the bust of it all, (laughs) the bust. Yeah, yes, the the bust all comes. I mean, that's my favorite part of watching these movies. Um, in my little nods, catching those truly. Totally, me too. It's so funny. Oh, can I talk about something that's very real for me? Yeah, in my life. And I was like, what a, what a perfectly encapsulated like. I struggle with this every single year and I loved a little joke about it was when they were talking about the clocks being turned three hours forward. And Mm. I think it's the principal maybe and the counselor, I can't remember who it is, but it's like fall forward, spring back. No, spring forward, fall back. And I was like, (laughs) yes, "Yes, thank you. What is it? I can never get my mind around it Fall forward, spring back. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's... So, it's like I no mean, no I, no it's spring forward fall back uh, and i was like they both make sense it's spring ahead and fall in <laughs> <laughs> oh that was i was like thank you i feel heard and represented in yes. this moment and i just i feel like it has to be noted mm-hmm. i feel like there's going to be some nerd out there who wants it noted that they don't air this movie anymore Oh, why? Because there was such backlash. Because of the because racial was, element? Well, no, because it was too scary. Oh. And Disney got a lot no, of Caitlin. Because it was scary. <laughs> Stop making it about race. It's not always about race. No. Um, it, yeah, it was too, oh, it was too scary. And they got so much backlash that they ended up eventually just pulling it off the air and they don't air it on Disney Channel. You know, and I remember we were talking about that, how it's, you know, they don't air it anymore because it was too scary. And so throughout watching it, I was waiting for these moments of like, oh, it's too scary. I think that's just an excuse. I think that it's too Mm. scary is an excuse because I think this film, unlike other DCOMs, 
challenges guilt mm. challenge like makes you think about guilt makes you think about all about kinds death. of like about death yeah. and these mature mm-hmm. themes Mortality, in yeah. a way that is scary you know it's a site i think yes. it's one of decom's only psychological thrillers mm. and maybe yes. it's just everyone or society being in full-blown denial of the lessons that this film needed to impart on us yeah because like, it's I not agree. too scary it's unsettling Right. And it's, yeah. I mean, there are some moments of like jump scare and it's a little horrifying, but. And yeah, and I'm terrified by Victorian garb. <laughs> Victorian garb, LCD TVs, they just know how to pray. Oh my God. On... Uh, and rhyming, get out of here. Uh, verse. Blood curdling. Were you guys kind of impressed? Like, okay, the the execution of it is a little old. I mean, it doesn't stand up with the times but the idea of going into like boogie world or whatever they call it of it being all the things that are like discarded under your bed and then it's was so fun weird creepy amusement park or whatever i loved it i mean i'm i'm ragging on it because it's fun but i think overall the creativity in this film was off the charts. Oh yeah! I thought the world was so interesting. I I was engaged the entire time, so to finish, I there wasn't a moment where I was out of it. Yeah, didn't you think it was so? Even like little nods to certain, like little jokes that Larry got to say when they had the in the under the bed world, you mm-hmm. know, where everything's bigger, but it was a discarded um, wind up car. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, and he was. She was like, "Can't we just get in?" And he was like, "Ugh, you must have been a." What did he say? Like, you must have read science books or something as a kid. Like, you must have been reading books because he was like, you push it back for it to right, go forward. Right, right. Like, God, get with it. I was like, that's so funny. Yeah. What a, like, what a clever world that they've created here. And riding in that, that car. he's stuck in a sock. Just it's reminded funny. me. It is. Yeah, riding in that car reminded me of this Hot Wheels game that I used to play. I was just, it, mm. it all kind of took me, took me right back. Truly. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I thought that was very, very clever. What well, reminded me, and we can cut this if no one remembers, um, but did anybody watch Winnie the Pooh when they were going? I yeah, yeah, was yeah. upset. Sorry, I should not be. Yes. I should not sound so enthusiastic about this. Um, no, you should. Yes, you yes. Should. Winnie you the should. Pooh was my, oh my shit when Nick I was growing up. Nick just showed us a Winnie the Pooh tattoo on the, his lower back. Okay. Oh my God, it's huge. <laughs> it just says, honey. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then and then then like poo is kind of like reaching down like into his <laughs> butt crack as if he were scooping out Gideon, honey from honey. a jar okay. oh, wow. you're showing us too much oh my god wow i can't even defend myself that's fucking <laughs> wow. amazing you heard it here first i love winnie the pooh my mom needed me to shut well, up for 20 minutes she put on winnie the pooh yep 100%. there was an episode i think it was the new adventures of winnie the pooh mm-hmm. which was the series yep which they go under the bed and it's very yes. similar and there's yes. crud crud is the name of like the villain because he's like a dust ball or something I and then Sm- like smudge is a little dust ball and then crud is like whatever and then like there's like crayons i think are like the guards or something and i was I, obsessed yeah. with that episode mm-hmm. i wanted it, to go into the bed yeah that one was very like uh, sticks in the mind and then when they go in the well in the movie 
where mm. it really sticks in my mind big time. It's so yeah, creepy yeah, yeah, and yeah. scary. Very like this vibe. Wow, I feel like a fake yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember these things. Okay. Okay, well, wow. no, We're you're not a fake that fan. Tattoo removed. Yeah, there was like <laughs> those newer movies that I wouldn't have even seen. I was like a little too old for them, but my sister's five years younger than me and she was a Winnie the Pooh freak. So we like went and saw. So I've seen all of those as well, like the new ones. <laughs> so fun. Oh my gosh. Is there anything else? Oh, 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 oh. (laughs) Just made me laugh when they are in the library. Mm -hmm. Well, one, it's like, why did Larry have to do that whole one-man show for those children? That That didn't further the plot at all, except to just make a little bit of a comparison, which they did a little bit throughout the movie, to Peter Pan, Mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of fun. Right. Yeah, the whole, I mean- Peter Pan was definitely- there. Yeah, Peter Pan syndrome seemed to be a driving theme of this film. And as a gay man myself, I can tell you uh, the entirety of the gay population of Los Angeles suffers very severely from Peter Pan syndrome and not wanting <laughs> oh, to grow can, up. So I can tell you as a um, straight woman in the dating scene of Los Angeles that yeah, it's rampant. It's, uh, it's, it's an issue. Maybe that's why this well, film no, is banned. We're in full-blown denial yeah. of our Peter yeah. Pan syndrome. Yes. Well, what's interesting that you're bringing this up is like okay, that theme was so present. And now that I'm really putting the pieces together is the film's really advocating for Peter Pan syndrome. Yeah, it's like, mm. don't grow up. You're good. Yeah, they're like, you can grow hold up, on to it as long as you can. Yeah. You know, it's not saying like at some point we have to like make these adult decisions. Oh my God. Stay, you well, stay just make out, with your, make out with your imaginary friend first and then grow up. And then grow <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and men in Los Angeles are like, oh, fuck everyone before I grow up. Got it. Wait, Jake, did you yes. like have, oh, it's raining so hard. Can you guys hear it in my mic? Oh, that's no. crazy. It's like pouring. Huh? Okay. Oh my God. Anyway, um, Jake, did you have kind of a connection to this just because you took a while to grow up? I'd say just in okay. terms of, well, and like, <laughs> you, like you kept your you kept your youth and like being a kid and playing and imagination and stuff. You did that for a long time when you were growing yes, up. I did. Yes, I did. You know, like th- I was fully like 13 before I could really set my toys down. You know, I was like, well, I was so aware. I was so aware as a young kid of how fleeting it all was. I was so aware when I was seven, eight years old. I was like, one day I'm going to have to have a job. And one day I'm going to have to work. One day I'm going to have to do all this shit. I better fucking enjoy myself right now because we don't get this again. Aww. But then the pandemic came and, you know, you know, relieved <laughs> me of all it. responsibility. Yeah, I did, you know, so what did I know? <laughs> Oh, I think that's so sweet. No, I do. It does resonate with me. I mean, like what they say in the movie is something my grandma has always said. She would always say, like, I may have to get older, but I don't have to get old, you know, and she's 95 or in her early 90s right now. And still the same, you know, she's got a very youthful energy. So that's always been kind of a sentiment that's been around me. I love it. Um, I love it. You know. Uh, we have to be responsible, whatever, but you know, we gotta have fun. And this yeah. is why it's great living with Jake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, both of you. So I lovely. guess Nick is the new me. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh, I, we passed the baton. Oh, my now eyebrow- you get him. My eyebrows are nowhere <laughs> near as nice. <gasps> oh my God. 
Thanks. Well, Caitlin's crying. <laughs> Big wet <Please>. tears. <laughs> Diesel, thanks. Oh, God. Please, thank you. Whoa. Oh, but what I was going to say yes, is yes, just, yes. it made me laugh in the library when they're looking for the boogeyman book or mm -hmm. the boogie person book. It's Libra de Boogie. <laughs> yes. Book yes. of Boogie. Yeah, the, the, the book of Boogie. The boogification of everything in this film. Boogie book, the way that they used mm -hmm. the word boogie. Um, it was just really, I thought it was really funny. I think I thought it uh, 50 ways to, the, to bust your boogie. To bust your boogie. <laughs> we'll write down to the, the music at the oh end. Oh my God. Yeah, if there was yeah. anything, if there was anything, if there was nothing that tickled me more, it was the credits song being Boogie <laughs> Wonderland. What better song to end, to cap this 90s family-friendly psychological thriller than a 70s disco classic by Earth, Wind & Fire. Yes. Uh, it's a hit with perfect. the kids. Which Boogie, yeah, Wonderland, kid. Boogie Wonderland is easily one of my favorite disco. I love disco. And Boogie Wonderland is easily one of my favorite disco songs of all time. So I was tickled, Pink, that Boogie Wonderland was in the credits. But my God, did that make no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> no, no. Because it's that Boogie. Could it be? That's all I have. Oh, yeah, this was and I feel healed. The film. I feel healed yeah. for like just getting, you know, that Jake story out. You know, just yeah, I'm glad <sighs> you finally got some closure. Yeah, some closure just to to put it to bed, to put it under the bed, to put it right under the <laughs> yeah. bed. Jake, if you're listening, the door is open. <laughs> yeah, let's have healing. Obviously, let's have healing. Yeah, let's have kissing. <laughs> yeah, let's let's, <laughs> let's kiss. finally deal with that sexual <laughs> yeah, tension. <laughs> Uh, Nick, we can't thank you enough uh, for being here, being on the show today. Um, tell us where the people can find you and tell us about your upcoming um, two-weekend event. Oh, thank you so much. It was so much fun to do this. Um, yeah, I, D I DJ for What The Float. It's a silent disco. Um, you can follow us at What The Float on Instagram or you can follow me at Strictly Nickly. That's Strictly, N-I-C-K-L-E-Y. Uh, keep up with my musical antics. Yeah, coming up in uh, September, I believe we have a, a silent disco going through Koreatown. Um, or you can catch my radio show. Um, or just follow me to keep up with all my antics. I'm always He has it. great Instagram stories. I do have really he good does. Instagram stories. Um, and this will air This will air in September. So the dates, um, you'll be able to do the first two Saturdays is what the flow Yes. Okay. What the Flow happens on the first two Saturdays of every month. So if this is September, uh, you can catch us in Koreatown. So yeah, just follow me on my Instagram and um, yeah, keep up with all my musical uh, artistic antics. Love it. I tragically couldn't make the What the Float that I had bought tickets for like two months ago. Oh, and it looks so fun. I it can't is, wait so to fun. do it. It's crazy. It's what happens when you yeah. kind of smash together a silent disco with a bar crawl, if you will. Um, it I'm is this be beautiful musical odyssey uh, that takes you walking through, walking and dancing through the streets of LA. Um, it's really so fun. Um, I get to DJ for them. Um, and then I do my own radio show. So Perfect. yeah. Two, ah, um yeah, it was really such fun. Such a talent, Nick. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. This was so fun. I'm really glad we got to like understand who you are because of this film. Yeah. I yeah, now we this I, I get it now. It's yeah. so now I know who I live with. Truly, yeah. this was so formative. 
to my personage and I didn't even realize it. So thank you, Francis, for teaching me about me. Oh, and thank you, Zoe. And thank you, Zoe. Thank you, Zoe. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.